Hello, hello, and welcome to PS10 Radio. I am your host, Angeline, and today is an episode of Parent to Parent. In this episode, we are talking about parental alienation, and we are looking at an article on Healthline.com. So if you don't know what parental alienation is, it is usually um, described as when one parent uses different strategies, such as kind of like talking down or bad about the other parent, brainwashing the other parent, um, alienating the other parents, making it seem like they're doing something wrong, and telling their child or children that the other parent is doing these things. That is parental alienation. It's described as a result of the symptoms that the child ends up having due to the brainwashing or the programming of the other parent who is doing the alienating. So usually the child will believe all of these statements, whether they're true or false. They will develop their own feelings about it, and it will it will develop in um, the child having a negative view or relationship with the parent that they're alienating. So any kind of false statements about your ex or the other parent, it leads to the child having adopting those feelings. And basically out of the programming they get from the other parent, it causes them to act on those feelings. Um, I just want to say that this is it's very sad when you hear about parental alienation And if you have experienced that yourself, as far as being alienated, just know that I feel for you. And I have been in the same boat before. Also know that if you are doing the alienating and you are that parent that's kind of training your your child or programming your child by telling your child, oh, your, your dad's a deadbeat dad or your mom's no good or she's just money hungry or you're, you know, if you're doing those things and you're talking like that to your child about their other parent, knowing know that you are adding fuel to the fire. The child already is confused and conflicted when they're a, a product of a broken family or broken home or just, you know, never experiencing having the parents together or two-parent home or anything like that. It's already a difficult situation. So when you throw in those negative views and opinions and even it could be a fact, maybe the father hasn't been calling on the child. Maybe the mother has been making some poor decisions for the child or maybe the mother is just like, hey, you have the child. It doesn't make it cool or okay for the parent, the other parent to downgrade or dog out the other parent, you know, because the child feels love for each parent, maybe in a different way, maybe it shows up differently, but 
adding fuel to that fire is not helping the situation at all. And in, in return, it could backfire on you as the parent who is doing the alienating because they're going to grow up. They're going to learn some of the things that what you were saying weren't true. And they're also going to be able to make their own judgment and their own assumptions about what's going on. I know that that is hard to hear. It's difficult, especially when the other parent makes you upset. But one thing that we just encourage at Positive Steps 10 is to never talk badly about any parent, whether it's the other parent, a step parent, a birth parent, the ex, whatever. Do not talk bad about someone who is in the child's life who has a relationship with them or needs to have a relationship with them because it really sabotages and damages the relationship. The article in question that we reviewed for this episode was on Healthline.com. It was reviewed by Timothy J. Legg and it was called What is Parental Alienation? So it goes on to talk about parental alienation syndrome, which is a term that was developed in 1985 by Richard Gardner. And this is a term that even though it says syndrome, it's not really recognized as an official diagnosis of any any sort. It's not in the DSM. It's not in the American Psychiatrist um, Association. But it is something that you can find in the DSM five under different effects of the parental relationship, like and how the child is distressed from it. So because it does affect mental health, it is something you it is a thing, but it's not a diagnosis, if that makes any sense. So when a parent discredits or downplays uh, uh, really brings out all of the negative traits that the other parent has, whether it be mild or severe or, you know, a lot of times it's done nonchalantly. It distorts the child's perception of that other parent. Even if they have a good relationship, it can start to like chip away at that view from the child's perspective. And then in the end, it ends up damaging the parent-child relationship. And Oftentimes, it's not until the child um, is older, or the other child, or the other parent, the parent that's being alienated, um, is able to make a have a breakthrough with that child and just be able to be real with them about like what specific situation may be um, in question. But it really is after just being repeatedly told something negative, something's going on, the child just believes it because the child wants to believe their parents, right? And it's easier to believe the person that you really want a close relationship with than the person that you already have a good relationship with that you already know is going to be there for you and uh, and I'm talking from the parent, I mean, from this child's perspective, like as a child, you're like, yeah, I know I live with my mom and my mom will take care of me. She provides all my, all the, all that I need. She makes sure she, uh, gets me the things that I want when I earn it. And she 
advocates for me, but I miss my dad. And when he tells me that my mom won't let me talk to him on the phone or she won't let me come visit him, then she just makes me so mad and she just gets on my nerves. I don't like her and I just wish that I could live with my dad. Like their mind just goes totally left. And um, yeah, so the person that is doing all the bad mouthing, the the parent that's doing the alienating, that is um, the, the parent that is called or referred to as the alienator because they're alienating the other parent who is being criticized, and that's the person that is alienated. So these are different terms that you find when you're learning about parental alienation. Um, and it also broke the article also broke down eight signs or symptoms that you see in a child who is experiencing this parental alienation syndrome so the first one is the child would criticize the alienated parent it's also called a campaign for denigration number two the child has no evidence or specific examples or justifications. They just have false reasoning and they stick to it. They don't, the child doesn't need no facts. You can, you can dispute everything that the child has heard from the alienator. They will still believe what that alienator, the parent who is bad-mouthing you, has said. Um, they have no fixed feelings about the alienated parent. It's all negative. No, no mixed feelings, rather. It's all negative. They don't feel like, oh, well, sometimes I just really, you know, my mom does a, you know, is just doing the best she can, or my dad's doing the best he can, and he just, you know, didn't pick me up this day, or she just didn't get me this like she promised because of this. No, it's like, I knew it. I knew, I knew they wouldn't come. I knew that she was going to say that. I knew she was going to punish me because I didn't do something as, that she wanted me to do. I knew she was going to punish me because I got in trouble at school. Just no matter what the reason, it doesn't even have to connect. It just, they are, the child is just going to be thinking negative about the parent. Number four, the child claims criticisms are their own ideas. So because they've been programmed and heard it so much, it kind of, the, the boundaries get, the lines get blurred where they believe that they thought of this stuff when it's an actuality. They did not. Um, they were programmed. Number five, it's kind of like an unwavering support of the alienator. They will defend that other parent who is talking about you or dogging you out um, till the end. They they just will not waver. And again, this is this is something that's uh, it's considered a syndrome, not a diagnosis. It's kind of a symptom of other things, but it is not um, a blanket for all situations where parents are not together. This does not happen very often, but it happens often enough to speak on it. Um, number six, the child does not feel guilty about what they say or what they believe about the parent that they're alienating which is very sad. Number seven, the child uses terms or talks about situations or uses adult language that really the child should would have never known about or would have no recollection of. So it's more, nine times out of 10, they've been programmed or told 
these things have happened and that's why they're able to talk that way or they sound like the other parent. Um, have you ever had times where you may have seen a child or been in a situation yourself where the child has said something and it sounds totally grown up, like, like who, what grown up have you been talking to? Or, or, you know, you weren't even around during that time when that happened. So how would you know, you know, and even like, uh, the alienator can, misconstrue the past to make it seem like no that's not what happened remember your mom really did this remember and then the child kind of is like yeah 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 you're right again that goes into that unwavering support they are just going to believe all the negative things about that parent that they're alienating to keep up the the facade and number eight hatred toward the alienated parent will expand to others like their close friends or their other grandparents on that side or um, difficulty with custody transitions like when you're uh, going from um, one home to another it could be the the new step parent it could be the 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 friends of the alienated parent it it's just it can uh, domino into other relationships that that alienated parent may have. So, for instance, you may be the alienated parent and you've always had your children around, you know, certain friend of yours. Well, once you uh, either divorced or you broke away from the other parent, now all of a sudden you're your children no longer um, speak or respect that other person um, or speak or respect to your your new spouse or they don't, you know, want to visit or reach out to your other family members. So you just have to consider there, like, what is going on? Sometimes it can be parental alienation and the fact that the alienator or the other parent has been bad-mouthing you and your family or you and your friends or you and your new spouse. And that may be why the child is having or children are having such a difficult time with respecting you, getting along with you, following your directions, doing what you ask them to do. Whether you are the custodial parent or not, or the non-custodial parent, it's very hurtful. Really, if, if you are the custodial parent and you're the parent who takes care of the child on a daily basis and you're going through this with a child who's always antagonistic with you and just not willing to do anything you say and when it comes to anything they think the other parent would want them to do, they do that instead of doing what you ask them to do and they're negative towards you and believe all the negative things that they have heard about you and accuse you of things that they should have no business knowing about or that they should not be accusing you of. It's just very heartbreaking. It's disappointing and it's a difficult position to be in. As two, if you're the visiting parent, the non-custodial parent, and your child's being brainwashed or programmed in their home the majority of the time, and then you come and you're trying to constantly prove 
what they've heard wrong and make up to them, make up, you know, for all of the wrong that they've heard, all the wrongdoing that you've been accused of or making it up to them and trying to make things right. But then the next time you see them or hear from them, it's another accusation. It's another, you know, um, offense that you've been accused of. So, you know, it's just a constant, it's, it's really disheartening to be in a position of, of, to be a recipient of this. So if you are a parent who is actually saying these things to your child, again, just consider the fact that it's not, it's not helping you. It really doesn't help the child because they're going to grow up with these daddy issues or these mother issues or just parent issues in general, because maybe both parents are doing it. Um, and it makes the child to have to choose to the point where they just feel disconnected or they have attachment issues or, you know, it doesn't help them to become a better person. And really, when you are not in a two parent home or you are not providing a two parent home, your your goal should not be to let me outdo the other parent. Your goal should just be to produce and nurture and love and develop this well-developed, well-mannered, lovable person, productive person for society, because eventually they're going to grow up, have their own families and things. But if you teach them these poor habits now and these poor behaviors, this poor thought process to that you always, there always has to be a bad person and a good person, then you are really teaching them a false sense of how to deal with relationships when they fail and how to move forward. So they'll be spending all of their time trying to be negative and tear someone down and focus on all that and, and being manipulative and, and brainwashing other people. Like, do you want your children to be like that? I don't think that people do. I don't think people literally had the intent of, I want my child to, to learn to grow up, to brainwash and program their child to do this. If they're in this situation, I just think you have hurt. You have people who are hurt, who are doing things like this. And instead of just dealing with their hurt and dealing with their own personal issues and learning how to move forward, they tend to stay stuck in that pain by injecting pain uh, onto others um, through parental alienation. So this is something that's very hurtful, very heartbreaking as a parent to be a, uh, a recipient of. And I would assume so the person who's actually the alienator is actually the one really you're doing all this double work to try to make sure this person is disliked or unloved by their own child. I mean, that's the, to go, go at those great lengths to do that is just, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's, um, inhumane really. And, um, really we, we need to do better. So if you find yourself in that situation, it's time to do better. So if you find yourself as a recipient, this is for you. So if you're finding yourself in this situation where you are the alienated parent 
and you're not really adopting a victim mentality, but just being aware that, okay, this is what's happening. I am in a parental alienation situation here and you know there are things that you can do so I looked on talkingparents.com it's a blog and it was and I just put in how to handle parental alienation and basically based on what I read one of the best things you can do is to exercise self-care and you and take care of your own mental health because the brainwashing that your child is experiencing from the other parent, the bad mouthing you're receiving is really something that can, it can mess with your mind. It can make you question yourself, question your decisions, question your own, um, maybe your own recollection of the past or situations, or it can, you know, really make you, it, it's very painful. It can be very hurtful. Um, just the fact that your child looks at you in this negative light and everything you say they're opposed to, they're constantly um, going against what you're saying, not showing you any respect, constantly um, uplifting or singing praises of the other parent in your face. Like It's just like a, a constant slap in the face when you experience that. And so what's important is that you exercise your own self-care. And sometimes your self-care may include, um, you know, just having those boundaries with your your child. I'm not going to talk about grown-up situations with you. You know, maybe um, another thing that you can do that we were thinking of is to address it, address it with the other parent. Let the other parent know, hey, you know, our our child is saying this, it sounds like it came from an adult, and I'm just wondering if you said this, and if you are saying this to them, can you please stop? Because it's not helping them, it's hurting, hurting them in the end, because they have to live under my roof, and now we're in discord, um, or maybe address it in a way where it's like, hey, if you're going to say these things and you're going to cause it to to make um, our home unbearable because we are constantly at odds, then I'm going to suggest you, you know, look into either getting yourself some counseling or maybe you need to, you know, step up and be, you know, be more involved so that we can co-parent and be on the same page because I don't want this to become um, a tit for tat between us. I'm not going to talk bad about you. Don't talk bad about me. So you do have to kind of confront it and address it. However, like our mantra at Positive Steps 10 always says, you can only control yourself. So even if you address it and that parent's like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, we'll co-parent. We'll be on the same page. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, sometimes it does and it's great and things are laid out and it's clear and sometimes it's all lip service and someone says something so they don't have to hear your mouth anymore until the next time. Um, so, 
Um, or some people just like to be argumentative and they like to start stuff and keep things going. And those people, that's when you know, again, you just go back to your self-care and your boundaries. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to engage with it. I said what I said. I'm being very clear. I'm letting my child know, no, I'm not talking about adult situations with you. Um, keep your consequences and your expectations with your child very clear so that they know, hey, this is what it is. Um, a good way to do that is to sometimes put it on paper. Sometimes that will work. It just depends on the child, depends on um, what's going on. But um, yeah, those are the things to consider. And then the last thing is to document um, all the potential um, digs or bad mouthing um, situations so that you can have them for potential pro- and probable legal reasons in the future if you need to, if there needs to be some change in the visitation or communication that's going on. We hope that you can find some value in what you've heard today here on Parent to Parent about parental alienation. And as always, be the best you that you can be, one positive step at a time. Peace.